to send them home. Time to go home there, boss. Why didn't you just go home? That's your home! Are you too quick for your home? Hello and welcome back to the Off The Tips podcast. I'm Callum as always and joining me for this installment of the weekly pod is AC again, fresh off the tools from his first day back at work. How did you How did you fare on your first Monday back after a, a good holiday period? It was tough. I was going to work today and I was like, where did that time go? It always feels, I don't know, there's always a bit of shock on the first day I find. It's like your first day back at school. But yeah, I wasn't very productive at all today. Uh, yeah, I was easing my way into the year. That's my excuse. Nah. How are you going, brother? Yeah, I'm good. Fresh off a day driving driving the tipper. One more, <laughs> only a couple of shifts left <laughs> before I before I head overseas. So, looking forward to it. Siwoo Kim gets the job done at the Sony in Hawaii. Hunts down Hayden Buckley and. Just yeah, was was nails down the stretch. Uh, AC from the from the get go. What did you really think of the event in Hawaii? It was a decent enough field, and Siwoo just getting the chocolates late. Yeah, obviously Siwoo Kim notches his fourth tour win now, which is nothing to scoff at. You know, someone like Finau's got five of them, and you don't really put Siwoo kind of in that category so he's pretty underrated in that respect uh, and yeah I, I must say I did not catch much of the golf it was at terrible hours it was like one thirty to 3.30 the coverage today so it's almost impossible to tune in so no, no it is it is I caught the the back the back end of the round um Hayden Buckley had a he had to get up and down on on eighteen. He had a little bit of a buried, buried line. Just uh, he he had a very gettable putt coming back on eighteen, about eleven foot, and he he did give it a decent chance, and just it wasn't to be for him. I I haven't spoken about it yet, but our weekly punts. I'm I'm starting to gain an unassailable lead, punting. Punning Siwoo at thirty sixes, just fill your boots, sort of stuff. It was, a, it was a great thing to see him fist pumping in the on the range as he was getting ready for a playoff. As Hayden Buckley missed that that eleven footer, and there was some fist pumps going on in the smoko room today as well because uh, I've filled my boots. Mate, you must have been doing nude handstands. That was. Uh, I want to, I guess right now I want to pick your brain. Uh, what was the rationale behind picking Siwoo Kim? Because it was a heck of a tip. Well, yeah, my thought process was um, pretty much just find find a decent player with a bit of value that has a few wins under his belt and Siwoo fit the bill. There was no real method to the madness. I, it, it was extremely lucky and of... Um, I've come out on top though, and I'm I'm 400 plus in the green, and I'm gonna. It's gonna take something special to catch me, mate. <laughs> I'm not done yet. Okay, 
Um, <laughs> to wrap yeah. team. Oh, it's good to see you're, you did some course first analysis and <laughs> yeah. all that sort of carry on. You really put a lot of thought into it this week and it's paid dividends. So good on you. Um, a tough miss yeah, for you. Tough, tough miss for me. Taylor Montgomery, T12. Just a little bit of a tough weekend for him. Just couldn't quite fire. Wasn't terrible by any means, but just didn't quite have his best stuff on the weekend. No, he didn't. But he'll be better for the run as well. But yeah, it, it is tough to see you were you were going to be climbing into the, some green numbers and it's, you back to the drawing board this week. But the great thing with punting golfers, you 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 always get value, and if one hits like mine has, you you're right back in it. So, just a few shout outs for the week. Obviously, Adam Scott he had a really poor start, but fought his way back to T21. So I think there's signs of life there. Danny Lee, good to see him um, make a cut. He had t- he was T48, and Hideki t- tough week for him. He he was T48, but he'll be disappointed with that. And then I guess the organisers, especially Hideki, but. Organisers will probably be disappointed with how this kind of tournament unfolded because they had a decent field on paper, but Spieth missing the cut, Sung Jay missing the cut, Billy Ho missing the cut, and Tom Kim missing the cut. Pretty tough. Spieth missing the cut after a 64 on Thursday. So that could, you could chuck that in your tough scene for the week. Jeez, what a... He he's good for he's good for stuff like that, Jordan Spieth, isn't he? Yeah, he's just he's really patchy is probably the best way to describe him at the moment. He can, he he still has weeks where he can turn it on, but it just he just doesn't have that consistency that he once had. And that's actually the first person to miss the cut after the holding the first round lead since Matt Every at Bay Hill in twenty twenty. So it doesn't happen often as you'd expect. Really ride for Jordan. I love him, and it's just I just want to see him just consistent performances on the ball. But you just like it's like supporting the Warriors. You you just don't know what you're gonna get from Jordan. Yeah, that's a fair point. He's he's just a roller coaster, isn't he? It's he's pretty volatile with his scoring compared to the other kind of top guys going around. So animated, and you can you can really tell when it's going well for him, and you can really tell when it's when it's not going well. Greller cops it for sure. Yeah, I'm again. I'm a big speed fan as well, and you just want to see him back to his best. I must say, mate, I was quite concerned when uh, Rory Sabatini was in the mix for a while. Oh yeah, we was talking last week about not having any villains back. <laughs> Jeez, that guy's a villain. Yeah, I think Kyle Porter tweeted one time that he looks like a James Bond villain with that hat on. That's a spot on take. <laughs> I just He's think... a halfway. Eh? He, it's they did like a. I remember they did a survey probably like four or five years ago, and there was there was something like who would you least want to play with, be paired with on tour, and twenty five percent voted for him. Gee, that is astronomical numbers isn't it like with the amount of players that are on tour that is a that is a huge percentage <laughs> question without notice do you, do you know what uh patrick reed came in at i can't remember i remember the top reed and bubba watson were in the top four i remember that for sure it kind of validates you know you can make some assumptions about some people but normally your first you gotta things right absolutely yeah do, do you have any 
any more takes on the on the Sony, or do you want to move over to the to the other side of the world where we had a Ryder Cup trial going on? Just one slight, just one slight thing to note is just this was since Jan. I've kind of been fascinated about the the rise of Korean golfers on the tour the last few years, and so since Jan twenty twenty one, there's been seven Korean wins on tour. So that's not seven individuals, but there's been seven titles from Korean players. So that's pretty impressive, and I can't see that slowing down. Did you catch much of the hero this week? Bits and pieces. Again, poor, poor timing for New Zealand, but I did stay up and watch a couple of a couple of things. I, I'm interested to hear what you think about the the concept. I don't. I don't expect fans to really get behind it. At this stage, it's at at the moment. It's kind of a bit of an exhibition, isn't it? It's really for me. It just seems like a trial slash kind of squad get together. Where apart from the absolute certainties, they just it's just Luke Donald getting a bit of a feel for it, who he thinks will be up to it, and kind of how they gel during this week. I that's all that that's all I see the purpose for it. I can't. But again, I could be wrong. But that's all I really see. I don't. I don't hate the concept. I just hated kind of how it was done. Like they were pretty much just put in color coded teams. It looks like they just have done this on the cheap and have like because you could have easily marketed that as like Great Britain versus Continental Europe. You could have had like team kit properly had logos, flags. They just could have, I feel like, done it a bit better. But you're right, it is essentially a trial and that's exactly what it looked like on TV. Yeah, because even they used to call it the Sebi Cup and that would in itself give it a lot more meaning. But they had Hero plastered all over them. No, As you say, no resemblance of a logo that actually is what they're representing. So it really was just a way of splitting them, wasn't it? I don't think they would have felt like they were representing they were representing themselves more than anything, in my opinion. No, I think that's a fair uh, fair take. It was just a run of the mill. It trial. lacked a bit of soul. It, it did. It, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Well, I guess one thing is that I can see, like you said, I can definitely see why they might feel it's necessary because US effectively get kind of one extra practice with the Presidents Cup, so this is kind of Maybe it's kind of Europe trying to fill a bit of a void, but there's such a there's a massive opportunity to do it far better. You could even do try a triangular or a quad tournament. Just try something a little bit different that um, world golf hasn't really seen before, and add a bit more of a different aspect to it. I think it just can be done a lot better. Yeah, for sure. And even just playing it in Dubai seems a bit odd to me. Exactly, like. This they've missed a massive opportunity to play it at some of those cool golf courses in, say, Ireland or Spain. Foxy invited to the Masters, eh? How cool is that? And it, it'll be great to see a New Zealander back on the hallowed tur- turf of Augusta National. Absolutely. Obviously, we all knew he was going to be there, but it must just hit home when you get that envelope uh, rolled oh. into your letterbox. It- yeah. It sounds cliche, but that's just a dream, isn't it? Just getting a green envelope. It just looks it looks special, doesn't it? You're definitely framing that. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. And I, oh, it's not, you'd like to think that this is the first of many trips to Augusta for Foxy. Um, do you, do you think the first trip there for him is just more getting your bearings and kind of taking it all in? Yeah, to an extent. Obviously, the competitor in Ryan Fox will be going there to win. But at the same time, I think he would be conscious to soak it all in and make sure that you don't put too much pressure on yourself and you really enjoy it. You'd think that oh. would kind of be the attitude. How do you reckon Augusta fits his game? Um, I think, obviously, the short game's going to be under a microscope at Augusta, but it's been far better this year. So I, I think, like, he's well, he's obviously better. He's been playing far better, so you're naturally going to be better suited to it. But he, I just think he's he fits Augusta better than people may think. Yeah, potentially. I I think anything, if he made, like, made the cut would be a good result. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah. me being a bit negative, but... I think he's still got to prove himself against the top players as well. So there's yeah. probably two elements yeah. to it. It's like he's got to get used to the course and he's got to, I guess, start putting – like he hasn't really had a really good major before. So I guess that's like two kind of question marks. He hasn't, yeah, dominated big field events yet. But it's still so early in his career and I'm sure that those opportunities are going to come. But – you're right, he, he is yet to prove it. I think the open courses set up, if, if it gets hard and windy, it probably suits him better than most. The Netflix trailer released this this week, well, last week. Geez, I'm excited to get into that. I just, geez, I've picked a great time to do it. Like, all the stars have aligned in the world of golf, and this is, this is going to be sensational. Yeah, it's going to be seriously juicy, isn't it? And... A big get getting Rory because they didn't announce him as one of the players that were going to be followed when they first did it. So that's that's awesome. It'll be really interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing kind of if my opinions change on anyone or like there's someone that you probably thought was a better bloke than they were or vice versa. So that's going to be interesting. I'm glad that they've got quite a few live blokes involved because I just think We'll just add to the drama a bit. I see Ian Poulter already getting a lot of airtime, so he could definitely be one to watch. It'll just—I just hope they that this live stuff all is is covered really, really well, and like you get to see an in-depth of analysis of how the players kind of have copped it whether it's how they've been approached or the guys that have said they weren't going and then then they are it's just i'm i'm so excited for it like i've i've not been this excited for a tv show since they renewed two and a half men <laughs> yeah hopefully hopefully it's all that the trailer made it out to be because that trailer got me pretty fizzed for sure. Yeah, oh, hopefully yeah. it, gives, it gives a few more eyeballs on the game too and gets people probably a bit more energised about pro golf. As I've kind of noticed while we've done this podcast, a lot of people really enjoy playing the game, but a lot, it's still a lot of people don't get around kind of watching the professional stuff unless it's a major. So this might hopefully just just encourage the odd person to get into the odd tour event a bit more yeah definitely and like you saw with the f1 just 
the amount of eyes it's got on the sport now com- compared to what it what it did have i think it'll follow that sort of trend and it's good to have new new eyes on the sport it's it's going to be it's going to be sensational yeah for sure what about actually Poulter looked like he was being a dork in that uh, trailer but also what about him commenting on uh, Europe's Instagram calling them out for not wishing him happy birthday yeah that's accept your losses you were great for the Ryder Cup and look like if you played your cards right you'd, you'd be probably playing at this one like just you knew the consequences you've just got to deal with it small thing to get salty about and then it was outstanding Jamie Ware picked up on it that Liv posted 10 minutes after that comment so they probably I don't know if they even remembered and then they quickly pushed one out when they saw that Poulter had fizzed up at Europe for it I hope Mrs Poulter made a birthday cake some toys out of the cot yeah for sure he's yeah he's just so petulant i can't stand him there yeah so it'll be interesting to see if i because i'm kind of in the same boat i i never i know he was really polarizing pre live obviously but i i never really had a big issue with him i hated the kitty war but i respected how he properly got up for the Ryder cup and would always turn up there but um, I didn't necessarily dislike him like a lot of people did. But when he went to live and just the way he carried on after that, it's it's hard to it's hard to like someone after they did did that. And it'd be interesting to see how this portrays him and Sergio. I don't know if Sergio features, but I hope he I does. I don't think he does. Oh, that's disappointing. He's definitely not followed. But I don't know whether that means that they're going to make little cameos or not. I'm not sure. Yeah, like Quinn and Tarantino, just little <laughs> cameos at the back end. The Australian Amateur was played over the weekend, and I'm pleased to say that for those of you that don't know, New Zealand's Kazuma Kabori was a two-shot winner, 15 under, takes out a, a very big, big amateur tournament. So congratulations to him. It's going to be awesome to see where his career goes to he's gaining quite the amateur resume it's always cool to see a kiwi do that and you kind of you know without putting pressure on them you you always like to think that hopefully that's the start of something big but again golf is so hard that there's no certainties but yeah hopefully it'll be it'll be great to see another kiwi do well on the world stage we'll move on to our playoff holes AC, do you want to tee off this week? Yeah, mate. So I'm teeing off. I'm actually seriously upset about this. And it's the fact that the Warriors round one fixture is at the cake tin. I think it's just a horrendous decision. I know that I would rather, they're playing the Knights. I'd rather them play at Newcastle at Hunter Stadium than play at the cake tin. (laughs) <laughs> it, it fires me up so like the fact that it's not at the home of rugby league in New Zealand it would have been a sellout the reason is because Harry Styles is playing on Tuesday but he should have the, Harry Styles management should have been told that the greatest club in the country is playing their opener and you can change your venue 
or you can open for them. <laughs> that, that'd be some expensive tickets. I'm massively the same boat. I think the organization probably need to be held accountable for it. It's it's a disgrace. It's disgusting. And we need to be playing in Penrose. We need to be at Mount, Mount Smart Stadium as much as we can. We've been starved of it for the last few years and you take your first game down to Wellington. Oh, it sickens me, Alex. I, I'm I'm massively in the same boat. It's 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 a disgrace. I was there for the homecoming, and it was just one of the the best days of my life. It was outstanding. We set the West Tigers up for an absolute ambush, and it was outstanding. I think, and the concert's not till the Tuesday, and the the games on the Friday. I thought that would be ample time. I'd be telling those people to work night shifts 24 hours if it means that they can get a Warriors game in and the concert. I'm not really you, you teeing off this week. It's more, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm more going to raise this with you. It's just, it just, it just crossed my mind as I was pouring myself a, a nice soft drink, a, a Sprite there the other night, and I was like. I was, I was using a beer glass. Isn't it funny how you can go out to a pub and you can drink 15 pints of beer and it's just accepted, it's fine. But if you went out and had 15 pints of lemonade, you'd be a psychopath. Yeah, and we wonder why we get hungover. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of liquid. Like yeah, if you had I can't imagine. Sprites, you'd be feeling pretty rubbish in the morning, still, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, I, I don't, I can't confirm or deny that. Really, <laughs> no. I just, it was just one, one to ponder. But, I've always yeah, thought so. the same, mate, and we'll never know the answer to it. Even if you had like fifteen pints of orange juice, like that is just, <laughs> like that is just obscene. But like fifteen, fifteen. Steinlager Classics out of the tap, yeah. Thanks for coming. It's, it's all I don't good. know if Steinlager Classics out of the tap are accepted. But... Yeah, I don't know if you're going to have 15 of them. You're definitely going to have a hangover if you've had 15 green bots out of the tap. Shocking drop. I didn't have a tough scene this week, and I know you don't either. So we're just going to crack straight into some listener questions. Fire away, mate. Scott Stallings, this is from Adam. Scott Stallings... Masters invite going to another Scott Stallings. Love your work, fellas. Cheers for the compliment. But we're probably we're probably a week late on this. This came in late after last week's pod. Uncanny, like that it happened. For those of you that don't know, Scott Stallings has got a Masters invite this this year, and it got sent to the wrong Scott Stallings, who had the obviously has the same name as wife had the same name as the golfer Scott Stallings' wife. So. Like, what are the odds? And but surely someone, someone at Augusta has a target on their back. Whoever sent that? <laughs> yeah. And don't quote me on it. I'm pretty, but I'm pretty sure the note was quite like. It kind of was saying like, I'm pretty sure it's not for me. It wasn't like <laughs> definitive. It was so weird. The guy said. <laughs> oh yeah, mate. It's obviously not. It's obviously not for you. But yeah, oh, it's great to see that Scott Stallings finally got his master's invite back, and 
by all accounts, apparently taking the other Scott Stallings out for a practice round around Augusta. So it sounds like everyone's won out of this. That is a great deal, isn't it? There's hope for me because there's actually a tour pro on the circuit called Callum Hill. So, hey. Yeah, he's Scottish, I think. Yeah, he is. One L, though, but could be a mix-up. Here's hoping, mate. Here's hoping, yeah. Bo sent in a question saying, Foxy's heading to the Masters. Also, every golfer needs to visit the old course, even just to walk it. We covered Foxy's Masters invite, outstanding, but AC, I'm sure you'll get over to the old course next year, and I'm hoping I'll get get over there at some point in my lifetime. But, yeah, I I would wholeheartedly agree. You probably do have to go, go walk it if you call yourself a golfer. Yeah, it's quite a strong take, but it's definitely, I, lo- I really like it. And I reckon if you're a keen golfer, that stuff is just out of this world good. It's just, you can't really describe it to a non-golfer when you play an amazing golf course or went to visit St. Andrews, for example. It's just something that only golfers know how special it is. Yeah, and... If I compare it to anything, I've been lucky enough to go to Lords, which is obviously the home of cricket, and it, it's there's just something super special about the the home of places. It's just it's just a different sort of place to your regular cricket ground, and St Andrews would be in the exact same same camp compared to your run of the mill golf courses. Because yeah, geez, it looks cool, and I do. I I genuinely hope I get there and. It's probably my biggest regret. I lived overseas for a couple of years and I, I never went to St. Andrews and what an idiot. Thomas sends in a question. Well, not really a question. It's just Morikawa being underrated. Interesting take. I would have liked him to elaborate more on that, but underrated, I don't know. Like He's won two majors um, and he's pretty... They hype on about him. I don't. I don't think he's underrated at all. No, I don't think he's underrated. I think they have him about on par. To be fair, if you have two majors at that tender age, it's pretty impressive. But again, it, those majors were during COVID times. There was no crowds to kind of. They they wouldn't have felt like a true true major, yet coming down the stretch, and I know. I've heard players attest to that during COVID that it didn't feel like a major. So I just don't think he's been properly in the cauldron of a major, but he still has two of them. That PGA, one of the one of the worst golf events I've ever watched. Yeah, that's my least favourite major I've watched, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Surely he has to have an asterisk next to that one. <laughs> yeah, here we are throwing stones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And... Save this one from Anthony. Are the days of a four-hour round and, and a four-ball gone? Course is very busy with the COVID bump. Is four and a half hours the new norm? Interesting. Um, I think it is, but I don't. I think it's not great at all if they're willing to accept that. Oh yeah, it's it's the worst. I I played around out out at a busy local course around here a couple of weeks ago and it was just five hours plus just so slow and and it was just like 
I don't know if it's just they're overbooking the golf courses or people are just playing really slow. It's it's hard to put your finger on on it and it's hard to really find a solution. But yeah, I I don't know if it's because of the COVID bump, but if I'm thinking back, it, you you were getting through your rounds a bit quicker, but you would get on a if you play on a Saturday, most places you're not getting around in four hours. Yeah, it's, but it's, I definitely feel it has gotten worse. I, I like, there's probably a few things I reckon that they like the scrambles on a Saturday where everyone's finishing out is it's hard to cop. I, they almost need like a blanket two and a half foot as a gimme or something like that because the amount of marking and carrying on that, that goes around is just. I just think it adds extra time. And then the other thing is I just feel like people aren't that educated as well. But things like where you put your bag when you're on a green, like put it on the way to the tee if you can. And just just things like that. I don't think you'll get taught or know it because I think, I think that's what the COVID thing has done is there's a lot of new people playing golf that actually don't quite know how to play like things you can do to speed up play etc it's hard to find a solution he he also added uh, that he played in the tournament over the weekend didn't even put them off the tips and they were a three ball and it was five hours i'd lose my mind i think i just i can't cop that at all they if it's if it's Adding an extra two minutes or three minutes between tea times and you're not having as many people off on a Saturday, maybe that's a solution. But I also think if you're not playing match play, you shouldn't have to play honours. Just don't worry about it. If you're ready to go, you go. Yep. And I think people follow it way too strictly because it makes no difference in stroke play who goes first. It really doesn't. It's just this old crap that people think they need to follow, but it, to me, it just doesn't matter. I do not give one hoot if I win the hole before and I have to tee off last. If you're playing uh, match play, strategy comes into place, I get it, but most people are just having a weekend hack and handing in their card with and trying to get 40 stabies if they have a good day. Yeah, I think you've really you've summed it up nicely there alex i think that's that's a great point we'll look forward to next week the american express right give us a rundown mate yeah so hudson swafford uh defends next week look they've actually assembled a pretty good field scotty scheffler's there Zander's there cantley's there uh tony Finau, sam burns sahith tagala john ram ricky sanjay Tom Kim, Cam Young, and Willie Z. So, pretty good field for an event that's not elevated. It really is. This this reeks of a Patrick Cantlay week. This one. This is the. This is definitely the kind of event he'll go out and win by four or five. Yeah, I actually had a guy from work who played PGA West, which the American um, Express is at, and he said it's pretty gettable. Oh, so Patrick yeah. Cantlay could be on this week. I think I'm gonna, yeah, he's. I I will study the odds. I won't confirm or deny it to the the early punters that want to that want to follow me in. But I'm 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 thinking I'm probably going to go down that road. It'll just ah uh, yeah, 
we'll, we'll see what the what the value is and how we construct it into our our punts. But I've got money to play with, which is which is a key key element. Yeah, that's your you've got the house money now. Cheers for tuning in, and we'll catch you all next week. Cheers, Cal.